Hi guys and welcome back to the latest issue of the podcast. This is episode number 135. Ash here of course and a lot to get through this time around. New manager, new players and of course an FA Cup tie to prepare for. So let's get right into it. Over the last weekend, the Everton manager merely go down I suppose. The twists and turns from Victor Pereira going on his on Sky telling about his manager credentials and then Wayne Rooney decided to put his not to put his name into the hat as he wanted to stay loyal to his work at Derby County um, but of course did not rule out managing everything in the future so it was left to Frank Lampard Victor Pereira and Duncan Ferguson to head to London for another round of interviews but by Sunday we were pretty much told that Frank Lampard was installed as manager and it wasn't until 1.30 on Monday which was already transfer deadline day my first impression of the new manager, he comes across very well in his visions for what he wants to do for the club. He came across as wanting to be on the fan side of things and wanting what's best and prepared to do what it takes to get the club going in the right direction. It didn't actually take him very long to get his feet dug into the system with, into the system with a, a busy transfer deadline day. Three players brought in to round off what has been actually a busy January for the club. And I don't recall ever when a manager was actually installed on transfer deadline day. Um, am I happy with the appointment? Definitely yes, especially with the names we have had in the list. He was definitely the right candidate. Maybe if it was just a temporary position, I would have kept uh, Big Dunk. But the board has decided to take this position really serious and make it a permanent one. So can he drag us out of this hole and get us moving Time will tell and a two and a half year deal contract for him. Um, so, of course, we wish Frank the best of luck going forward. Now, on to the big significant signings of the club. We all know midfield has been a very big issue this season, whether it was injuries or getting the right combination or worse still, no level of commitment from certain players. Lampard has got right to work. Donny van der Beek uh, brought in a loan from Manchester United and Delhi Ali brought in on a permanent deal from Spurs. So it looks like it's a freebie at the moment and then the fee will rise and rise and rise depending on uh, appearances and different different things in there with Delhi Ali. So it could actually rise to nearly 40 million. So fair play to Spurs that they allow us to do it in this sort of a structure because otherwise you wouldn't be able to uh, to do this deal because of the financial fair play rule. So hopefully two players that will be old will be able to really bolster up the midfield a lot. Now Donny van der Beek for whatever reason has not been able to show what he can do. Hopefully this is his moment to shine. For Delhi it's a bit of a different situation for me as I think obviously over the last maybe two seasons he has lost his way a bit. So it's hard to know which Delhi Alley we have signed. If Frank Lampard can get the Delhi Alley back to himself that we know he can have, then we're going to have one hell of a signing. So let's hope that we, it is the way back for Delhi Alley that we, we get the original Delhi Alley because we know there's a good player in there, a big time player in there. The third signing was England under 23 keeper, uh, Pili Gremond, who that's a, a youthful keeper brought into the ranks. So overall, a very successful January. Now it's time for Lampard to put them to work and basically embed them into the squad. Unfortunately, Donny and Delhi won't be part of the squad against Brentford as they are cup-tied. Not too sure about El Ghazi at the moment, whether he has played for Villa previously in the cup, I'm not too sure. Frank Lampard has 
more or less, you know, he has he has some work to do to get this team ready. So let's look towards uh, Saturday's Cup tie at Brentford. This is important. Um, stretch that and you know, make this completely clear. Yes, getting Premier League survival is top priority, no doubt. But I think a cup run is needed for the fans and the players alike. Both Ali and Van der Beek as cup tie, as I said. El Ghazi, just looking on the screen now, I believe he actually is uh, cup tie, so he cannot play in this game. So that's the three players Frank Hill is going to have to do without in his first game as the time draws clear. So what's needed now is a win. And not just like sneaking through in the last round in extra time. Over the last few years, we have seemed to have loved exiting this competition nice and early and this needs to stop Lampard needs to get this tactics and selection right just to get his tenure up and running with a win again being at home these defeats need to stop and with the fans buoyant over Lampard's appointment the players and fans need to get this right on Saturday so apart from the new signings we know Delph is missing Decore is missing Davies is still missing and it seems like Dominic Calvert-Lewin now may be missing out he seems to have taken a knock in training and it's like oh you only just get him back and he's missing again and with Rondon getting a hat-trick the other day um, he might actually get a start unless he, he Lampard decides to play Rush Allison up front Alex Iwobi is actually back from the Africa Cup of Nations as well but he should as far as I can say, he only should be on the bench. Shouldn't be anywhere near the starting lineup. So, even though we're not, we, sh- we should be going into this game in a good frame of mind, even though we don't have any form going into it. But we need to get a, a big win here, especially with Tuesday's game against Newcastle. Uh, that's going to be so crucial. And as I'm actually recording this, there, the scene there, uh, Ashley Cole has joined the backroom staff as well. So definitely new beginnings ahead for the club on and off the pitch. This will be a very difficult match to endure, I think. Both teams are so out of form, and I don't see it being a classic by any stretch of the imagination. But with the fans behind the team, they should prevail. I will be going strong here, including the keeper. So that being said, if we pick for the goal, a back four of, let's see, uh, Patterson, Mina... Godfrey and Michael Enko. I would definitely like to see Patterson make his debut here. I have a funny feeling he'll go with Coleman and put Patterson on the bench. Um, I don't know whether he's going to be in favour of putting the likes of Godfrey at left back. It'll be interesting to see what the the rest, you know, the the rest of the backroom staff to feel about that. But I would like to see Patterson make his debut here. A midfield trio because we have those players out injured. Um, I would see Onyango, uh, Allen and Gomez. Uh, Onyango, definitely instead of uh, Jean-Philippe Gabamon, at least. Um, I think that this start would be a benefit to him. Um, we still have players missing in midfield. Obviously, the Corey is going to be missing for a month. So this could be a chance for Onyango. He didn't do too bad um, the last time he played. From what I, I see, I don't know too much of the lab, but he looks like he's a sturdy, decent player when he wants to be. So, yeah, I think that's the trio I would go with in midfield. And then a front trio of Gordon, Richarlison and Gray. I wouldn't put Townsend because I just really want... Like, Townsend, maybe he will start with him. Um, but I think uh, Gordon has done nothing wrong to take him out of the side. And I do believe, as I said, it's a very, very important game. So I would go with Gordon in there. So the bench may welcome back 
Iwobi, he's back from the Africa Cup of Nations after Nigeria went out in the the final 16, I think it was. So Dobbin will be there, Rondon, Keane, Begovic, Townsend, and maybe uh, Brantwith, Brantwith. So the, at least the bench might be that looking a bit more stronger. And then just it's a nice visions to think that once the Corey gets back and you have Davies back, um, not so much Delph because I don't think Delph will play for the club again. But to know the love of Deli Ali and uh, Donny Van de Beek are in that midfield, so it's it gives good uh, play time for Lampard to to work on his magic into what way he wants his midfield to set up. So it's, that's a very very good thing to look forward to. We then need to be very careful um, with. Brentford, they've already beaten us this season, so some nice revenge will be very welcome here. So tactics-wise, it remains to be seen how Lampard is going to set us out and how we're going to approach this game, but we do need to control this early doors and set out from the get-go and do not get bowled over by the occasion of Frank's appointment. Hard-working, yes, no silly mistakes. Hopefully, the couple of training sessions that Lampard has had now will have have the guys working, especially defending set pieces every time we concede one, it's you're always waiting for the ball to settle in the back of the net. So that needs to be dealt with as a matter of priority very, very quickly. So for a scoreline, I think I'll go with a 2-1 Everton. Um, I would be more than happy to see a battering at Brentford, but just that, that magic, I suppose, can't happen straight away all at once. So Gordon Arish Harrison getting the goals for the Blues. Um Guys, please get in early to, to see the game on Saturday as about 45 minutes before our game kicks off. The egg chasing is on. That's Ireland versus Wales and the Six Nations. Um, so get in there early prior to kick off. Um, hopefully, the, you know, the River Bar will have the area set aside for us to watch this game. And also, because this is the first game since cover restrictions were li- lifted, please note, please keep your face mask with you. Um, as you may be requested by staff to wear them while you move around the bar. Yes, it's not needed. You know, there's no social distancing. I know that all that stuff is gone, but the rules do have a set out in motion that when you are at the bar or you are walking around the bar, that you are still supposed to wear your mask. So please know different venues may operate this very differently. So they may enforce this. So please make sure that you do have your mask with you even if it's just to get inside the door please have it with you there's no need for covid passes any of that stuff you just need to i just bring the mask with you just in case so enjoy the game at the river bar on saturday guys it's three o'clock kickoff as i said for this fa cup tie i will be back during the, the weekend with a match reaction and of course then a preview to tuesday's game against newcastle another very important game so let's get behind frank and co on saturday and stay blue i leave you with the uh, first interview of Frank Lampard when he joined the club. Stay blue. Frank, first of all, your reaction to becoming the new manager of Everton Football Club? Uh, very excited. Um, it's a huge honour for me to, to represent and uh, manage a club, the tradition, the size of Everton Football Club. Um, I can't wait to get started. Um, I always had uh, a great feeling whenever I played against Everton as a player, playing at Goodison, felt the atmosphere, felt the passion of the fans. And um, yeah, very hungry to get started. So there's so many different facets of the football club that, that reached out to you, that appealed to you. Yeah, for sure. I think there are certain clubs in uh, in England. As a young boy growing up, and as a player, and now as a, as a manager, but when you you go into the stadium, you can feel the, the, the passion that the fans have for their club. Um, very intense. Um, I always 
sometimes found it difficult when that passion was, was against you uh, in, in a positive way, obviously, for Everton. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to representing that on, on their side. Um, and they will 100% get the, the passion that they give when they watch their team. I'll try and bring that as a manager. It was a meticulous recruitment process. What did you take from the conversations that you had with the owner, the chairman and the board? Well, it was very positive and I think from my point of view to have such open conversations with, with the owner, with the board, to try and sell my, my vision for what I can bring to the club. I think you expect a meticulous process with a club uh, the size of Everton Football Club. Um, but as I say, I'm very uh, pleased that um, they've uh, given me the role of managing the club. I will do it with all my heart, with all my passion bring that but yeah the process was as it should be and I'm very pleased to be here. Did their passion come through clearly as well? Yes very much passion and ambition you know I think it's, uh, you can see that I can see that from the outside looking in but when you have those close, uh, conversations close up it's great to feel that I hope they felt my ambition and, and how hard I want to work to, to bring it all together as much as I can so yeah really positive talks. Did the chairman and the owner give you an idea of their long-term vision for football? Yes, they did. Um, I think the most important thing that we, we all know that we have to focus on is the short term to get ahead of ourselves. But yes, we know uh, the new stadium that's coming. We know where this club wants to be, where we want to get to. Uh, but we know first and foremost probably the challenges that are in front of us right now in terms of league position. Uh, we have an FA Cup game next week. And so I want to get to work very quickly on that to, to, to deal with the short term. And of course, in, in the back of our mind, is always the long-term vision of the club. It is a big challenge, it is a big job, you know that. How important is the backing of the owner and the chairman of the board? Yeah, the, the, the backing and the, the open communication between owner and board for me is, is a big deal. That, that helps me, and I'm very open with the way that I work, and that's how I want to be. And, and, I, and I think that runs deeper and further than just owner and board myself. That runs through staff at the football club, that runs through the players, that runs through the fans, first and foremost, because they are the football club. So. From my point of view, I will always try and be open, I'll always try and communicate, and I'll always try and hopefully show the fans um, exactly how hard I will work and we will work to, to bring those long-term visions. And talking to the fans, you've played at Goodison Park, you've managed at Goodison Park. How important will the passion of the supporters on a match day, how important will that be moving forward? It, it will be hugely important. I, I always felt it as a player. I felt the, 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 the passion and the support of the crowd. It could swing a game, could, you know, and, and as, a, as, a, as a team, the competitive level uh, that the Premier League brings, the position we are in the table, we certainly need that. And, and it's a two-way thing. The players have to show that. The players have to show that on the pitch. They have to show the same passion that every fan turns up to watch that game. And that will be my first job, my first message to the players. Um, but together, we have to do it. We have to do it together. These things can't be done uh, without the support both ways. So we'll try and do our job. And I know that the fans will be there backing us. As you've alluded to, the Premier League table doesn't make pleasant reading for Evertonians at the moment. What are the key steps, what are the first steps to turn that around? Well, th th this is a position we're in, and, I, and, I've, and I've watched closely from the outside. And, and now, I mean, I think the first thing as a football club, when you're having tough times, and, and this happens, you know, this happens, is that you, you regain the confidence and you, and you get together. And we, we keep talking here about players and fans. That's a group thing, but in terms of what we can control with players, we have to work hard. We have to be focused, but we have to have confidence. It's a good squad, it's a good bunch of players, it's a good team, and I think when things are hard and sometimes things are tough, there's a lot of criticism that can be thrown around. I'm here to change that, to try and make it a positive message for the players, believe in themselves, and show that we have more than enough talent to move up the table, but it's, it's easy to speak like that. We actually have to do, obviously. Somebody once said that when you're a manager, you never stop learning. How have you evolved and changed as a manager since the day you first walked through the door of Derby County? 
Um, I've evolved a lot and I think that's important as a manager. Um, it's important that you have your idea and how you want to work, um, what you want your team to look like. Um, but as you work with players, as you go through experiences, it's important that you continue to learn. I've been fortunate enough to work at Derby Football Club, worked at Chelsea, obviously where I've been a player um, and managing in the Champions League, um, managing big name players, trying to introduce youth into the team. So I've had a lot of experiences and you, you must always try and learn from them and I'll try and bring things I learned to Everton Football Club. As a player, club level and international level, you've played for some of the biggest managers that have ever managed. Do you take a little bit from every manager that you've played for into your own coaching world? Yeah, I, th I think you do. And it's, it's a question I get asked a lot. And I was fortunate enough to work under so many great managers. And I think the, the important thing is that you take the good things that you learn along the way. And I've worked under some great managers. But you also remain yourself. You try and build that, and that's that's what I try to do when I when I finish playing and I when I start to think about becoming a coach. It was like, what what were the good things? What can you remember? What made you feel good as a player? You know, there's a lot of management. It's not just the tactical side. It's how you make the squad and how you make individuals feel. Um, so I will try and be myself in that way. Be very personable, very close to the players, um, and set up a team to, to to play good football and win games. Have you developed an idea of how you will get the best out of the squad? In terms of my idea on the squad, I have things that I've seen from the outside that will be my priorities to try and improve, uh, firstly to get results, but also to try and improve confidence, try and improve the way we plan, try and engage with the fans. I think it's a unique club, Everton, in that you can really understand what the fans want to see. And the first thing they want to see is fight and desire, um, and that must always be our baseline. Um, but yes, I've seen things and I'll, I'll work very quickly on the things I see as priorities. On an ideal Saturday afternoon, how would you want to see a Frank Lampard managed Everton play? Well, I keep, I keep saying the words passion and, and fight, and I think it relates to Everton Football Club. It's probably how I tried to, to build my own career as a player. I knew I had to work overly hard to try and be the, the, the best I could possibly be. And I'm the same as a manager, and I want to see that in my team. But beyond that, we don't. you, you have to have the, the qualities to, give, to play good football. So I want to see a team that... Are, confident in possession of the ball, but can control games with the possession, but also be very excited to watch at the top end of the pitch. I think we need to be um, a team that's very active, just crossing and getting shots and staying in the other half of the pitch. That's what I always want. On the flip side of that, when you don't have the ball, you want to be aggressive. That's how my teams have always set up as I've been coaching, and I'll quickly work to make sure that's how everyone is. Already as a manager, you've developed a reputation for nurturing young players, developing young players, and giving them the pathway that they need. Is that an important part of the job for you? It's an important part of the job for me, yes, because I I was that young player <laughs> a long time ago, um, but I understand what it means to be a, a player that comes through at a club, that you, you, you're in an academy and if you can progress into the first team and what that means to the club, what that means to the fans. And I think at Everton, there is a history of, of bringing players through. There is a relation, a direct relation you see with the fans when they see a homegrown player come through. So my job as manager is not to get too nostalgic about that. Players have to, to earn that right, train with the first team, show they're worthy of doing it. Um, and if I can integrate them, that and it does improve the team and it improves the feel of the squad and brings great balance to it, I'll certainly do that. But that, that, that's something you have to focus on. We have to have a strong link with the academy, make sure that the academy coaches, the academy players know that if they perform, then they can move into the first team building. And if you can, there will be a pathway into the first team. You can't beat a bit of know-how though, can you out there on the pitch? No, you can't, and that's why it's important to strike the right balance and we'll rely on all the players. This is, in terms of fresh start, myself coming in to see the players and we need experience. We're in a position, of course, where we, we don't want to be in as it stands now. 
So the balance of getting it is, is my job to, to find the right experience, work with those players, bring youth in at the right time, because that's what we want to do in the long term for the club. But yeah, of course, we want to win football matches. It's ironic, isn't it, that your first game in charge should be an FA Cup tie after you broke our hearts in the competition. Your dad broke our hearts <laughs> in the competition, so maybe Saturday's time to give a little I've, back. I've got a lot of making up to do on that front, <laughs> and I do, I do apologise. My dad, would, I would have grown up on hearing stories. That's about the only time my dad scored in his career and obviously broke Everton hearts at the time, a long time ago, and uh, and I scored one in the Cup final. Listen, I, it's, it was one of those things, where, you know, as a player, went up against Everton a lot, and I had some good days and some not so good days, but um, no, I'm here to, to absolutely represent the club, and as I say, I'll, I'll, I'll try and make up for a couple of those moments.